Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. We're going to get right into the word this morning. I am so stoked about the word. Today, uh, we're closing out our series on Awaken to Purpose. How many of you have enjoyed the Purpose series so far? Thank you, all four of you. Let me ask that again. How many of you have enjoyed the Purpose series so far? Amen. I want you to stand to your feet and turn your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 19. And as you're turning to Proverbs 19.21, I want you to, uh, for those of you that aren't using your thumb right now to pull up your, your uh, biblical app on your, your uh, Apple phone or your Android, put up your thumb just like this, okay? Put your thumb up like this. For those of you that remember the Fonzie days, amen? Hey, okay. For those of you youngsters that are like, who in the heck is Fonzie? Don't worry about it, okay? I want you to then take your thumb and now look at it. Okay, just just look at the little lines and ridges on your thumb. Now, show it to the person next to you. Okay, and don't stick it in their eye. Just uh, show them show them that. uh, As you turn to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, read with me. It says this. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. Say that out loud with me. Read it out loud with me. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. Pray with me now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. As you're seated, look at your neighbor and tell him you don't know who you're sitting next to. If you took a look at your thumb, I need you to recognize that there are over 5 billion not million, billion people on this planet. 94,000 of which were born last night. What am I telling you? I'm telling you this, that with 5 billion people, even identical twins, that no person of those 5 billion people have an identical thumbprint to yours. Because every individual has an individual fingerprint. God has given you something different than he's given anyone else. And he has over 5 billion variations of a fingerprint. Not one the same. That God in the vast creation that he created, he's given every individual a different identification. Why? Because we all have a different destiny. We all have a various purpose, an assignment God created you to, create, to, to fulfill. So with that in mind, I need you to understand, you've heard it said, you were born an original, don't die a copy. You were born an original, so don't die a copy. So with that in mind, I want you to know that you can make many plans, but God's purposes are the ones that will prevail. But the problem is this. I I shared with you in weeks previous this statement. That our ignorance or our past cannot remove the purposes of God. Amen? So whether whether you're ignorant to the the purpose God has for your life or whether you've blown it in the past cannot wipe out the purpose God has on your life. Amen? Amen? But 
Even though ignorance can't wipe out your purpose, it can delay it. In fact, the Bible says, the Bible calls Satan's kingdom the kingdom of darkness. Darkness rules, the kingdom of darkness gets its power and it rules through ignorance. Not by ignorance, but through ignorance. In other words, the kingdom of Satan gets his power from what you don't know. Say it again, Pastor. The kingdom of darkness gets its power from the things you don't know. That's why the book of Hosea chapter 4 says this. It makes this declaration. My people are destroyed. Everyone say destroyed. destroyed. My people... Now listen... Not having knowledge doesn't just mess you up. It will destroy you. My people are destroyed. Everyone say destroyed. Destroyed. For lack of knowledge. Not for lack of money. Not for lack of wisdom. Not for lack of the color of the right skin. Not for the right abilities. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why? Because what we don't know can kill us. You see, Satan gets his power by what you don't know. Follow me. For the addict, if he doesn't know that he could be set free by the blood of Jesus from that addiction, Satan has just gotten power over his life in the area of addiction. For a married couple, if they don't know that God can heal their marriage and bring them back together with Christ being the center, Satan has just been empowered and his kingdom strengthened by them staying separated. Oh, come on, somebody's got to get this. For those that are going through financial struggle, don't realize that he's Jehovah Jireh. They stay in bondage and they stay in poverty. Satan's kingdom has just been strengthened. For an individual that is sick, if they don't know that Jesus is their healing, that he is their wholeness, that they're going to stay in that situation and in that circumstance, the kingdom of darkness has just gotten power. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have, it's not that we don't know, we live in the information age, check this out, because you have rejected knowledge. Oh, I see some of y'all. You come to church every week. I don't know why. Because when you sit there and we say something biblical, you're like this. Yeah, that's all right, but that's not for me. Yeah, I, I, know, I know that's in the word, but that don't apply to me. Or you sit there while the word's being preached or worship's going on, you're like, go ahead, try to bless me. And you wonder why your life is destroyed. It's not because there's no knowledge available. You reject it. He goes on and says, I will also reject you. You reject my knowledge, I'll reject you. Uh Uh-oh. I will reject you from being priests for me because you have forgotten the law of your God. I will also forget your children. Do you understand that when you reject knowledge, you just don't reject it for you, but it affects generations after you? It's not just about you. I'm trying to get in line because what I need to do is make sure my children are blessed, that my children are tied up by my lack of knowledge. 
Oh, somebody's got to get this this morning. Satan, therefore, gains more power by what we don't know. So this morning, I'm trying to empower you. This whole series is about empowering you to give you your purpose to let you know why you are here. What is purpose? Purpose is the, simply stated, is the original intent of a thing. Say that with me. Original intent of a thing. Say it again. The original intent of a thing. And so I need you to recognize that life without purpose is, life is just an experiment. You're trying this, see if that works. You're trying this relationship, see if that works. I'm trying this job, seeing if that works. I'll try this, this drug, see if that works. And we, so we find ourselves jumping from situation to situation, trying to see if that fills the need in my heart, and none of them do. And you're playing chemistry with your spiritual life. You're playing chemistry with your life. It's just an experiment. So we've been going over five questions from Dr. Miles Monroe on purpose. These questions are, are, are universal across humanity. Doesn't matter your skin color. Doesn't matter your, your economic background. Doesn't matter your, 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 your heritage. It's all about a simple thing. All of us have these five questions that we ask. Number one, we all want to know this one question. Who am I? That's a question of identity. Who am I? We're trying to figure out who we are. And so Satan's first attack against mankind was against identity. Second question was this. Where am I from? This is not a question of ethnicity. It's a question of origin. It's a question of heritage. It's all about that you came from God. You didn't come from your mom and dad. If I came from my mom and dad, then I'm limited to their abilities. But if I came from God, I have his abilities available to me. Oh, come on, somebody give God praise. It's important. You've got to recognize where I came from. Second, or number three, it was why am I here? That's a question of purpose. Why did God place me on earth? What is the why? What is the reason I'm here? Fourthly, what can I do? It's a question of potential. That in every one of us, God has placed potential. You know, too many times we judge the package, the person based on the packaging. You know it. You, you've been, remember back in the day when they had the generics? Remember that? They came out with the, just, the, no, just the regular boxes. They were white boxes or yellow boxes with black writing on it. There was no, no cornflakes with the little rooster on the front and Kellogg's on the side and all this stuff. It just said white packaging with black letters saying cornflakes. There was nothing bright about it. And so people would just go, you know, it was all about the generics. It never caught on. Some people bought them. It was the exact same thing that was in the other box. But people didn't take it. Why? Because we judge the quality of something based on the packaging. You know, we do it all the time. Check out how you treat homeless people. Check out how you treat that crack addict. Because we judge potential based on the packaging. Thank God, God doesn't look on the outward appearance of a man. He looks at the heart. Amen? Oh, come on, give God praise right now. I'm sure glad God didn't judge me based on how I looked. Five foot nothing. Puerto Rican, Mexican, 
I tell you what, if he judged me based on my athletic ability, we'd be in trouble. Judge me on my singing ability, we'd be in trouble. Judge me based on my ASVAB test to go into the military, I'm not supposed to be preaching right now. I'm thankful God doesn't judge us based on our appearance. Hey, you know what? Some of y'all better be thankful too as well. Amen? Fifth question. Fifth question is this, and this is what we're going over this morning. Where am I going? Everyone say that. Where am I going? The question of where am I going talks about your destiny. I need you to recognize this morning that every one of you is going somewhere. The problem is this, is that many of us are just going to old. Where you want to be when you grow up? I just want to get old. I just want to retire. That's not a destination. God has a plan for your life. He has a destiny that he places in each one of us. And this morning, I want to go over some statements. Check this out. First statement is this. God creates everything with a purpose. If you believe that, give a shout of praise right now. Okay, a few of you believe that, but some of you really need to get this. You're, you're, you're shouting, you're like, no, not, not really me. Maybe the other people are. You know that God only creates things with a purpose. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise right now. So if God only creates things with purpose, because God doesn't do things haphazardly. Everything God does, he does with purpose, which means this, that every human being was created to live with meaning and with purpose. In fact, the fact that you're sitting here right now and that you have a pulse means God did not make a mistake. He created you because he needed something accomplished on this earth that only you could do. Oh, that's a good place to shout right now. Look at your other neighbor, tell him, you really don't know who you're sitting next to. Until you fulfill or discover your purpose, you will never be fulfilled. Listen, until you discover your purpose, you will never, 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 until you fulfill and discover your purpose, you will never. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how many women you date. Doesn't matter to me how many individuals, how much, how much stuff you accumulate. You will never be fulfilled. What am I saying this morning? See, many of us go to work, we work hard. We get our paycheck, we go home, we go to sleep, get up the next morning, do it all over again, get up the next morning, do it all over again. And somewhere along the way, when we go to bed at night, when we lay our head on our pillow, we don't feel fulfilled, we feel tired. Now, I go to bed tired, but when I lay my head down at night, I also feel fulfilled. And I can't wait for the next day to start. I can't wait. To, you know, man, I got more. There's more giants to kill. There's more things. You know, I'm not satisfied where we're at right now. I'm content right now, but I want more. I want more. As long as there's empty seats in this place, there's more souls that need the gospel of Christ. There's more people that need to be touched. I need you to understand that you were created just to sit. There's destiny in 
Tell your neighbor, you sit next to me next week, you're going to owe me $5. You see, destiny, destiny is this. It's a predetermined course of events often held to be an irresistible power or agency. In other words, when you have destiny, you feel, listen, I need you to grab a hold of this. How many of you have a hard time getting up to go to work in the morning? Raise your hand. It's all right. You can, you can be honest. All right. You got a brother back there with his hands and feet up in the air. <laughs> I say that every single time I tell people to raise their hand. Everyone always turns around to see who I'm talking about. <laughs> I need you to understand something. Grab a hold of this. Destiny. When you have destiny, you don't push destiny. Destiny pushes you. It, it, it grabs a hole. It motivates you. It drives you. You don't have to get up and say, oh, man, I really don't feel like getting up this morning. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to be old. I don't want to do this. When you have destiny in your life, it pulls you. You might not want to get up. It's all right. You don't want to get up. But it pulls you up out of bed. It drives you because there's something that you have to get done. It's inside you. It drives you. It moves you. It propels you I look around this room and I see people of destiny and you're tired of just going through the motions you were never called to make a living you were called to destiny and we've settled for making a living over destiny many of us have nice cars but you're going nowhere but you'll get there in luxury See, what's a trip is, you know, I'm a football fan, and it's okay to love sports. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's okay to be passionate about sports, but you got guys that have no life. Their, their life is football. They dress up and everything, and, you know, if the, if the team wins, they're suicidal. If they lose, they're suicidal. And their whole life, their car is painted black. Their, their emblems are everything. Everything about them, their underwear is black, and they used to be white. Everything that they do is all about this one thing. And so their lives are consumed. When you don't, listen to me, when you don't have purpose, you've got to throw your life into something to help give you purpose. And it goes across the city throughout the nation. Why are sports so powerful? Because it gives people with no purpose, purpose. I don't know what to spend my money on, so let me invest it in this team. And when they win, we're all like, yeah, we won. You didn't make no tackle. Yeah, we beat your team. What did you do? Like you're cheering somehow when went through the television set, went through the ears of the individual. And they said, oh, wow, I can hear Albert calling my name right now. So I'm going to throw a touchdown pass in, t- in that case. Because I wore a shirt. They won today. You following me? A mom throws her life into her kids. That's not wrong. But that's not your destiny. 
There's destiny that God has planted in each and every one of you. So where are you going? What's a place that you're heading to? Your destiny is the original address for your life. God every, always does things with the end in mind. Follow me. So God doesn't just create. He doesn't just start. Everything he created, he created with the purpose. He spoke to the sky. He said, birds, I want you to dominate the air. Spoke to the water. Fish, I want you to dominate the water. Plants, I want you to dominate the earth. Cattle, I want you to multiply over the earth. God gave them their dominions and where their place of rule. He spoke to man. When he created us, he said, let us make man in our image. And so he created us with a place of dominion. I need you to grab a hold of something. God wrote down the final address for your life for each and every one of you. You have an address. You realize you are a parcel. You are a piece of mail right now. That God put an address when you were born and came out of your mother's womb. And you came out. From that moment on, there's an address that you're supposed to get to. There's a destination you're headed to. And God placed it in each and every one of you inside you. So how do we know we're heading to our destiny? We call it success. Let me talk to you about success. Let me give you some principles about success. If you're taking notes, check this out. Success can be, can be determined is the purpose. Purpose is an assignment that is produced by the intent of the creator. So check this out. When a creator wants to create something, when Steve Jobs decided, I want to create an iPad. Don't look at all the spit marks on my iPad. But he creates something. He looked at this. He said, I need something that is bigger than a phone to do what the iPhone does but a bigger, big, bigger capacity, able to do certain things, and so to, for more productivity, like a mini computer that you can take on the go. That's what the iPad was all about. The purpose or the assignment on this was determined by its creator. Same way God, before he created you, had a purpose and a design for you. And God said, there's something I need you to do, all five billion of you. So I'm going to give you an individuality. I'm going to give you a personal mark so that when you get to the end, you see, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know you've been successful? When Jesus got to the end and he said, it is finished, he knew what his finish line was. When Paul got to the end, Paul said, I finished the course. I finished the race. He knew he had crossed his finish line. If we don't know where we're going. (laughs) Destiny is the goal line. Second thing about success I want you to recognize is completion of that assignment fulfills purpose. So when this does what it was created for, it fulfills its purpose. Third thing is this. Satisfaction of the maker is found when creation achieves its purpose. Steve Jobs is excited when this does what it was created to do. Problem, what if Steve came over my house? That would be a miracle right now. (laughs) Walking dead. But before he passed away, if Steve Jobs came over my house, I had a table that was crooked. And Steve Jobs came over. 
said, Steve, man, I love that thing you created. That thing was amazing. It's amazing. My table, my pulpit was always wiggling. Ever since you got that nice thin thing, I was able to wedge it right under the middle of that table. And now look, the table's sturdy. It's amazing. I can't believe you came up with such a great table leveler. You imagine what Steve Jobs would do? Are you a fool? You spend $500 to put this thing I created under the table? Do you understand that the, the creator of this thing gets joy when this thing fulfills its purpose? But when the creator walks in and he sees that what it was intended for isn't being used as its original purpose, the creator gets upset. That's not what it's for. What's wrong with you? Are you, are you, are you, are you does your, does your, your bread's not cooked. You're not playing with the full deck. The elevator doesn't go to the top. The lights are on, but nobody's home. What is wrong with you? And yet many of us were created for greatness to be more productive and yet your life is being stuck whoops sorry Bill your life is being spent under something you think you're being productive look at me look at all the weight I'm carrying That's not why you were created. You were created to be the head and not the tail. A lender and not a borrower. Above and not beneath. Come on, somebody. Success is not possession. It's not material things. It's not even the position. I'm the CEO. Big deal. You go home at night and you still feel unfulfilled. You know, we got a lady in the church here in the first service. She closed the biggest deal in Cisco history, Cisco Systems, huge company. Closed the biggest deal in Cisco Systems history, not once, but twice. One for 200 million, another one for more than 200 million. And yet, even though she accomplished these goals, she still felt like there was more. It's created for more than this. So what does she do? She starts a ministry called LOL. Not laugh out loud, but light of life. And she started going out with her and her husband. And they used to go out and they find homeless people and they asked them, what do you need? And they said, everyone brings us food. We need socks. We're tired of the food. We need socks. We always get food, but I need a new pair of socks. So you know what they started doing? They started getting socks and putting them in bags and taking them out there. And not only that, they started getting to know the people that were out there and by name, and they would take the list of the things they needed. And then from there, it began to grow where they were taking food, they were taking clothing, they were taking all, and they, they had little care packages for every person. that they. Now, this ministry has grown to the point where Joyce Myers chose them 
to be the recipient of all the goods that they collected at the recent Joyce Meyer conference to give to her and her crew to be able to distribute to the homeless people in the Bay Area. Hey, closing a $200 million deal is awesome! But it's not my purpose. It's not my destiny. And you talk to her, she'll tell you she gets more joy handing. Now, she's not going to quit her job. But she gets more joy going out and fulfilled by your job should finance your ministry. So what is success? Simply said, success is this. Success is obedience to your purpose. Success is obedience to purpose. When you obey what you were created for. You know what? You're not going to be judged based on someone else's abilities, talents, or destination. You're going to be judged on yours. So stop comparing yourself to other people. See... As we bring this to a close this morning, I want you to recognize this. God loves to hide destiny in things. Worship team, if you would help me. God loves to hide destiny in things. What am I talking about? God hides a fish in a school. God hides a seed in an orchard. God hides a bird in a flock. What what am I talking about? God hides destiny in things. Where where, where am I going with this? God hides a man of God in an ex-gang member. Oh, that was a good place to clap. You missed it. You missed it. You see, I need you to grab a hold of this. God God hides a homeless advocate in a Cisco Systems administrator. Are you following me this morning? God loves to hide destiny in things. We look at someone and we judge the outward appearance of them, not knowing the address that has been placed on their life. See... God loves to hide things and things. He loved to hide the Savior of the world in a baby. And what the world looked at is just a child that we don't have room for him. God says, no, that's the Savior of the world. You see, I need you to recognize that purpose and potential. Stay with me. We're going to close right here. Purpose and potential need pressure to be revealed. So you're sitting here right now and you're saying, okay, pastor, I got destiny. It's in me. Woo, it's in me. Feel the glory. You know, you spiritual people. Then you non-spiritual people are just like, it's in me. And the people that just walked in here are like, what in the heck? What? I thought this was a school. I was here for a play. God uses... Pressure to push out your purpose and your destiny. And you're wondering, man, how come I keep, what's all this junk going on inside of me? Why why is all this stuff happening? You see, when we take a look at a guy by the name of Moses, the world saw a murderer. God saw a deliverer. When the world saw Saul, the serial killer going after all the, the Christians trying to kill him. God saw an apostle that was going to write 13 books of the New Testament. When the world saw a prostitute named Rahab, God saw the lineage of Christ. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Some of y'all didn't know that. See, you better be careful when you start tracing your lineage. You start going back into your history and you think you got it all together. You think that you got purity all up in you. Yeah, yeah, I got a clean family line. You start going back into your history. You start finding them prostitutes in your bloodline. That's what I love about Christ. In his bloodline was a prostitute. Yet that prostitute hid two spies, believed God more than the own people of Israel did. When they showed up, said, hey, we heard about you. You guys serve that true God. Our whole city is afraid of you guys. It's sad when a prostitute has more faith in God than the whole people of the church do. God hides those things in them. God placed destiny in you. As we close this morning, God placed destiny in you. Don't judge your current location in regards to your future destination. Too many times we allow where we're at right now to judge where we're going. And we look at our current circumstance and say, you know what, God must have forgotten about me. God must have just totally gotten upset at me. God doesn't love me. Look at where I'm at. People have forgotten about me. Your current location doesn't determine your future destination. I got a call about six months ago from a young man. He called me up real upset. You see, him and his wife had been separated for quite a while. They had a gang of kids. But the kids were being raised in a really rough environment, really bad environment. The mom had them and she was using, just wasn't safe for the kids. And so he made a determination, I'm going to get my kids back. I'm going to bring my kids and I'm going to take care of my kids. But that decision to take his children placed him in a temporary housing situation, also known as a shelter. While he's at the shelter, our light of life ministry shows up there to feed the homeless people there and when he sees them he freaks out he hides because he was embarrassed about where he was at he thought about going out the back door and walking in with him say hey I didn't know you guys were here how can I help and he called me up and he was so distraught about his situation and his statement was this. PD, look, look, look at where I'm at right now. Look at, I look around me and I see all these other people in that, that the same situation that I'm in right now. And I look at them and these are, these are people. I've been serving God all these years. I've been working hard. I've been trying to stay, stay afloat. I've been trying to do the right thing. And after all this time of working hard, I'm in the same place that people that don't even know God or serve God. Look at where I'm at right now. And he was so messed up about this situation. And my heart broke for him. 
But I remember on the phone call that as I, I looked at the number and I saw his name written on my, on my phone, I could see his face in the desperation that he was speaking with. And I told him these words. I said, you might be at the same location, but you're not going to the same destination. Where you're at right now doesn't determine where you're headed. That's a stopping point to propel you to something better. And you need to understand that when I go to the gas station and I stop to fill up my tank, I stop there with other people that are doing the same thing, but we're not all going to the same place. He said, all right. Today, he has his own place, has his kids with him, has a new job, working gang, gang uh, prevention at a local high school to help kids out of the situation that he was raised in. He is making money. He found his destiny, and he's accomplishing his purpose. Who am I talking about? Oh, come on. Amen. Same location, not same destination. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Cisco. Cisco, stand up, bro. Proud of you, man. to use pressure if he didn't have any pressure destiny never would have come out and so the pressure you're feeling today is to relieve the glory that you were created for see I need you to grab this what's the glory of a bird what's the glory of a fish it's the glory of a plant to grow When a bird flies, it gives God glory. When a first fish swims, it gives God glory. When a plant grows, it gives God glory. When you do what you were created to do. Listen, worship isn't a song. Worship is when you live your life to what God called you to do. That's worship. <laughs> glory is revealed when you do what you were created for. So what am I telling you as we close right now? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, bringing us to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Verse 11 says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance. And he makes everything work out according to his plan. See, I want you to recognize this as we read this final, final scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to be like his son. See, God knew you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God knows me. God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son 
so that his son would become the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Verse 30. And having chosen them, he called them to come unto him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them... He gave them... He gave them... Glory. For the way to, for, for all of sin but fall short of the glory of you were created for glory you were created for glory to give God glory with your life and so like a GPS God we ty- God typed the address in our lives and there's a destination that we're heading to the problem is is sometimes we get off track and what happens? God starts rewriting, rerouting. And so all of a sudden, oh, I'm supposed to go this way. And so you start going, but then you see that pretty honey over there and you go the wrong way. Or you see that cute guy over there and so you end up going the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, oh, then you realize it starts rerouting and you have to, excuse me, sorry. Sorry, excuse me. Excuse me. You start, start trying to figure out where... where I'm supposed to get over there. The problem is, I'm not going where I'm supposed to go. And so what would have been an easy task, like Jesus, for this cause I was born, for this purpose I was born, for this reason I was born. Jesus understood that. And so Jesus lived his whole life from point A. Sorry, babe, I can't do that. Sorry, I know what, you want me to be king. I appreciate that. I'd love to be king, but I, I know what I came for. I came to die. And so I got my purpose down. Wherever you're at, the address remains the same. God has the address on your life. Don't die old. Die empty. Bow your heads with me this morning. Father, we're grateful. Reroute our lives. Reroute our direction. And I pray for every person here in this place right now. You're here. You don't know what your destiny is. You don't know what your purpose is. You will never know your purpose apart from your God. God's your creator. So right where you are, heads bowed, eyes closed, you don't know your destiny. I want to introduce you to the one that gives you the GPS. The God positioning system. And right where you are, heads bowed, eyes Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.